The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. Hey! That's how we hey. start the podcast. Everybody yelling, hey! Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> that, was, that was really at her ferret. It's, um, well, anyway, that time it was good the cat. Morning. Oh, yeah, good morning! Oh, yeah, we're here. We're doing podcasty things. It is podcasty day. We're gonna, it's a movie, but also a discussion day. Yeah, it's kind of some of both. Sure, we could just discuss Titanic. We don't necessarily have to go over every detail of it. No, I think, yeah, and I agree I with that. we were just going to discuss it on a whole. Yeah, everybody's done Titanic. Like, everybody knows all about Titanic. And it's the 25th anniversary. And right. we're still coming off Oscars. If Our you well, haven't seen Titanic at this point, the well, boat stop sorry. what you're doing and go watch Titanic. Because well, wait. It, you weren't alive... Or you were hiding under a rock during the 90s if you missed Titanic. Actually, like, it's more important that you go right now to the movie theater and see Titanic and get those numbers up so it can beat Avatar and be it's a much better film. It's like anything but Avatar. Every time they re-release something, all that box office goes into its box office totals. Yeah. So it ups them. So. Right. Avatar needs to be taken down a peg. What? Rudick wants to know the passwords to my computer. Oh, you should do that. You know what you should do? Say it out loud on recording. Recording, right. Right, yeah. To totally say my passwords to my Steam account out loud while we're recording. (laughs) Guys, get your pens ready. I honestly don't remember it. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) <laughs> oh, said like a true person who has like their passwords memorized. Same though. Same. I I don't. You know what has my passwords memorized? My computer. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like if someone is like, "Hey, what's your password?" I'm like, "Uh, I gotta hold on. I have to try a couple times." <laughs> Hang on, let me let me see which one works. <laughs> Message ping. Exactly. Uh. Pam has all my passwords. <laughs> She's the all-knowing Pam. (laughs) Oh, man. Key to your life. Anyway, yeah, if you haven't guessed by now, we're talking Titanic, which is kind of Richard's, like, guilty pleasure movie, from what I understand. I mean, I... Yeah, probably. I would probably call it that, because I can admit that the movie has flaws. I... But I love it. I mean, my true guilty pleasure movie is probably somewhere in time. But... I would... I would... Maybe, but... I would call somewhere in time, like like you said, that's I that's do a think good it's movie. Bonkers movie. I think it's a bonkers ass movie, and I recall bitching about it a lot. But it is the only movie that's handled tra- time travel in that way, and so like no one can take that from them. No. Mm, like we've done the the girl leaves the mean guy for the charming poor guy. It's West Side Story. Oh. <laughs> only without Steven Spielberg. And, you know, no one's brother got murdered. 
Well, know, that's disappointing. That's, disappointing. <laughs> that's what gave it grit. Um, yeah. So I know that we've done like all kinds of research on Titanic, but I what we were talking about just before we hit record was uh, I saw the new the new Black Panther movie last night, which kind of against my will because I'm sorry, that's where my brain went. <laughs> full full disclosure: I don't like the first Black Panther movie. Um, the I mean I'd seen the Lion King, the Black Panther two. You're going to make, like, if we ever get listeners and this episode happens, we're going to get emails. Hopefully by then no one will care anymore. Black Panther 2, they knew it was a weaker story, so they tried to get you with the emotional the emotional tug at the beginning and at the end with two tributes to Chadwick Boseman. So well, and you have to understand, like, to that community, it was dear to them. Kind of the same way, like, people freak. That's why I keep comparing it to the same phenomenon with Fast and the Furious, where people adored Paul Walker, and it kind of gave leeway for Fast and the Furious to kind of get as out of hand as it did. Yeah, I kind think I can give the Fast... momentum of Paul Walker behind I feel it. like I can give Fast and the Furious more of a pass on that because there were so many of them. Really? How um, recently have you gone and rewatched those movies? I've never watched them. <laughs> okay. They're not my style of uh... films. But I do have an ex-wife who was obsessed with them. by the end. I like... remember Trish wanted me to get her into the movies because I, you know, I had friends that worked there for one of them. I oh. sat through it for her, and I remember falling asleep, and they were in a parking garage. And 25 minutes later, I woke up, and they were still in a parking garage. Well, they... <laughs> or were they back in the parking I was garage? Say, <laughs> going in and out of... Oh, you know the oh, film. That's worse. What film is it? Oh, I go and the, I, on occasion, I, I go back and visit them because I have a secret crush on Vin Diesel because he's large, he's beautiful, and he's safe. Dude, there's a whole bunch of other movies you could watch with Vin like, Diesel that are fascinating. I watched Triple X, too. I watched another Vin Diesel movie that was like a bonkers action movie by the little girl he was saving had, like, feelings, superpowers. I don't really know what the storyline was, but Vin Diesel looked great. That's why I always watch Pitch Black. Pitch Black is another great one. And even the Chronicles of Riddick, as much as that movie is stupid. Well, it's just like, it doesn't hold up great. Like, if you go back... Everything that has the word Riddick attached to it is stupid. Fuck you. That's... (laughs) Good job, Riddick. Air high five, man. I don't know who to yell at, Richard or Riddick. Oh, man. I goaded him into that. Yeah, that <laughs> that's was why I don't know if I should yell at you or him. <laughs> no, aunt high fives. I high five you from over here. Not you, Richard. You're canceled. High five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. Your feelings on so they're not great feelings, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the pass and be like it's adored and definitely got a a boost from for feels high five. So when you're watching the movie, though, the, like the the app, the, the movie itself is a politically charged movie. Not our politics; it is just their politics within their world. It um, probably wasn't the first one, too, though. There's probably a lot of allegories, but so, you know, the way Dave said he was, he was like, it's basically the first movie over again, just with different characters. Really? And that's probably right. why I didn't have my buy-in. Dave rated the movie a seven. See, I really, really That's enjoy Black Panther, so 10? I'm kind of excited for Wakanda forever, but I don't, I don't know. 
I came off with a six. So, you know, we, we have a little bit of a differences, but once again, you had the emotional tug that I wouldn't, you know, allow the buy-in for. Um, I will say that Angela Bassett, even though her, she has one speech in the entire film that could be considered quote unquote Oscar worthy, but she's not who I feel should win. Because you're strange. in love with Carr as best actress, right? Oh no, she's this is supporting. Supporting, supporting actress. Sorry, yeah, so mind. totally different category. I know like Angela Bessette won for both the Critics Choice and Golden Globe so far. That's why I say it like the following adores them. It so, is uh, like I'm 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 super confused by that because I, I I've seen better performances in an action film that would more does, and, and even in a Marvel movie that would have more deserved the nod than this I, one. I just, I have one question to ask: Are the two Tolkien white guys in it? Um, there is. I know that there's one white guy, but he's pretty non. Yeah, there probably is two. You missed my joke, but that's okay. Oh, Tolkien. I smiled, like, but Tolkien, this is the a- author. Because oh. Andy Circus and the other guy whose name I can't remember right now, who plays the the agent, are Gollum and Bilbo from the Lord of the Rings movies. You know the Tolkien white guys. Hey, all right, hey. writers, jokes, authors, what's up? High five. I was super disappointed with the movie. I for every ten great reviews you find, you do find one bad one online. Like it's like an eighty six percent, whatever. The bad ones are bringing up what I brought up, and they nitpick even more than I do on some of the bad ones. Like there was some, there was a couple of things I just didn't agree with, so I didn't totally fall into their to their sham. But I do feel like every good one I saw was the tribute to Chadwick Boseman was amazing, and then they end it there. So well, I mean, at least the tribute to Chadwick Boseman was great. It's just a very long, boring movie to sit through. I almost fell asleep twice. Um, Maybe I'll watch it today. I don't have much else going on. It's almost three hours, just to let you know. So you That's know. fine. If I watch it here in my room, three I can pause hour it. Three-hour movies. True. I will say, though, I don't remember if it's up for an Oscar or not, but I know we've talked about it quite often. I watched Megan this week. It's not. Oh, I mean, it wouldn't be up for it. It's until not, next. but it should be. Well, it wouldn't even if it was it nominated, it would be for next fun. year's awards because it came out after. Oh, you January. know what? Though sometimes they award ch- child actresses, and technically, Megan, I would classify Megan as a thriller, not a horror. And yeah. sometimes those sneak their way in there. So it will still be next year. It would no matter no, what happens. No, with I Megan. demand we we fast track Megan in for my personal gain. <laughs> Because the actress was the actress that played Megan, that little girl was fantastic. But yeah, I was wouldn't count. Was she fun Megan. to watch? She was awesome. I wouldn't count Megan as a horror at all. In fact, we then turned around after that and watched a movie called "There's Something Wrong with the Children." Oh yes, that's that true. sounds terrible. That movie had more blood in it than Megan. I mean, is that it, a new one too? I don't know if it's new or not, but it's actually like. Up until it's one of those movies that it's really good until the end. Was it oh, blood? I was gonna watch Knock at the Cabin, but because the Shyamalan movie, Ugh. I mean, oh. I'm well, an apologist. I know I'm ashamed of it. Don't worry, Richard. I'm ashamed of my M. Night Shyamalan crush. We, no we tend to sit down and watch 
Yeah, Tucker and Bill versus you. I we have love a tendency, It's such a good movie. We have a tendency to sit down and watch two or three movies back to back. So that's what we did the other night. We watched Megan and then we turned around and watched There's Something Wrong with the Children. I mean, because you were in the mood. You couldn't even have to watch it. You could have just asked if we could have told you that. We met them all. Stop being mean, Richard. There was actually something wrong with these children. And the two child act, it was really cool because all of the child actors that we watched the other night were fucking fantastic. If you turn around and look at the one behind you, you're telling me there's nothing wrong with him? Oh, I didn't say that. Okay, but he's the wrong child. I didn't drop him when he was little. That was he's his brother. Fine. I dropped that one. It's fine. Everyone got dropped. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't dropped. I said I didn't drop him. It was really more That's like a clumsy thing. slip off the couch, but it was still. It's still. Uh, but no, all all three of the actor and actresses, <laughs> the the two children from There's Something Wrong with the Children and the actress that played Megan were phenomenal. Like they made these movies. They really did. And I was very impressed with how little like CGI and actual robotics they used to create Megan. That little girl was very... One of the things that makes me happy is they aged her down so they could age her up as she gets scarier. Uh Um, So she was a little bit older than she appears in the beginning, which makes me feel better. I know this is not Oscar related and she wanted very much to be as involved as possible in creating Megan so that's why like a lot of it was hers the choreography was hers the bendy moves were hers because she's a gymnast and just I'm glad she got to be involved it was great it kind of looks like an evil version have you ever seen AI no no I mean I've like I've heard of AI are you okay? That makes me sad though because you can't tell me if my if if it if it if it really is like an evil version of AI. And you should watch AI; it's a great movie. Okay. Uh, Haley Joel Osment, two thousand one. Oh, relatively recent. Okay. I mean, um, it, it's very good. It was um, Stanley Kubrick's technically his last film. He died somewhere during it, and he Steven Spielberg finished it, which is a shame. But because they he he really sci-fi the ending it. So all I'll tell you is when you see the blue fairy, the movie's supposed to end there, and that's important to the story. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. I also saw Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and that is wonderful. Oh, watch that. Kel- okay, Keller, I do want to watch that. You you gotta watch this shit. It's I'm- such a cool take on Pinocchio. Gives it a World War II backdrop, which is super strange. You said that, and I'm excited. Um, hello. Well, I didn't realize you're just opening the door now. Apparently, BB grew thumbs and learned how to work a door. BB, BB is super smart. I got a baby gate for my door so Eight. that, like, I can leave the door open, but like, either lock her in the room or lock the other dogs out of the room and like leave the door open. And she has figured out how to open the gate from both sides. Like, she can nose her way in to open the gate. No one locks BB in the corner. Yes! <laughs> I knew there was a joke in there, and I knew you'd get there. I was going to go with who winter, let the dogs out, Beebs, Beebs, right. Beebs, And in, Biebs, and in the winter, because of the way the house shifts, my door doesn't actually fully close unless I, like, prop it closed. So she just pushes her way in. Like, Athena can open the door. She gets her claws underneath the door and will pull the door open. 
Yeah. My cats are assholes. My animals are assholes, but you know. So she just pushed the door open and it's like, hi, I'm here now. Thanks, Beeb. Ah. <laughs> okay. But yes, okay. I know we have shifted hard through a couple movies, but we're back to a good one. Richard, I'm so glad you saw this. Yeah, it's World War Z, but it's also I watched and I want I'm hoping you guys get a chance to watch this too. With it, they released like a whole feature the making of. You get to watch him build that world, and it's it's so. This movie hit me on a part of my child level. Yeah, that so I knew you were gonna I, love like the stop motion. So I watched a lot of odd films growing up, as you know. Guys, and there is this it just shit beneath my desk. Ew, that's shitty. <laughs> So there's this special that I saw once called um, Sesame Street Goes to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And in it, Big Bird and Snuffleupagus and all the the crew get locked into the Metropolitan Museum of Art overnight. Okay. And in doing so, Big Bird and Snuffy run into this little, basically, ghost of an Egyptian prince who is trying to get to the other side and he has to answer this riddle and you had the sphinx creature the that riddle comes. of the sphinx yeah oh have you seen this oh that's no, awesome but i know the no. riddle of the sphinx. you're talking egyptian lore of course oh, i know oh, fair. okay well either way the way it looks when when pinocchio continually dies and he goes to this the spirit realm the the the, the creature in control looks like that Creature from that old special, and I kept having. I got this immediate nostalgic pull from it, and I'm like, oh, it was like, oh, this movie should not be doing this. This is like thirty years later, but it's done so well that like, good. I'm glad it gave you, it gave you the pulls because I thought it. I just I watched it twice because the first time I watched it, I was just impressed with how it looked. It was so pretty and so cool and knowing how they made it. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, this is a dark story. I messaged uh, Richard at one point, guys, and I was like, did I, I haven't watched Pinocchio in a long time, but like, did we murder Geppetto's kid? I don't remember. (laughs) If, and so I had to like, that part that left out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's so there's some like stark changes that he did, but they're incredible, and I really like the allegory of the blue fairy being kind of in in two. It's super funny pieces. too because um, the the character's name is Carlos, and it course Carlo Collati wrote the story, and it's like a little tribute oh, to him. Really? Yeah, so I kept thinking, oh, that's super weird, super strange. And it's like, yeah. But it's but, very, like, it's very on purpose. That's the thing. Because he the just lighthouse, so The lighthouse was beautiful and a strange to be where it was. Like, I want to know how. Like, why, though? Why, why is the that... lighthouse there? But it's it's wonderful. Because Del Toro's Pinocchio. It just is what it is. So I'm very, very happy with that film. I I'm, I'm, can see why it's won the awards that it has. Me too. And I'm interested, like, because of the caliber 
of Pinocchio, I'm interested to see like the other animated ones because I want to know why they why and where they stand. I'm very interested. Particularly Shell with Shoes. Oh my god, you're going to try to watch The Horse, The Mole, The Fox, and The Boy, or whatever the fuck yes, the name that's of that one it. is. In whatever order you want to present it. Me right. too. It's on Apple TV. It's free on Apple TV oh, right I have now. Apple TV right now. We couldn't get it why. to fucking play yesterday. Yep. Oh, that sucks. Well, that was immediately, that was a roller coaster of very exciting and immediately disappointing. <laughs> Yep, I was Much so like, mad. Dude, streaming has done that to me a lot lately with the, like, available on, and then I'll go to click it, and it's like, nope, you can buy a copy of it, and I'm like... Well, it wasn't even that. It literally, like, wouldn't load. It was telling us it kept getting errors. It's bullshit. And it was just that one, because we went into other movies on, on Apple TV, and it worked. We went into other networks, and, you know, we went into Netflix and shit. It knows. Just that one. It knows. Hey, kitties, are you guys hiding? Uh, now I'm still missing one from the best actress category. I'm missing two from the best actor category. Um, I'm and then I'm into the animateds. I was trying to get through. I was trying to get through like best pictures, and I got hung up on Tar and kind of gave up and like moved away. Tar killed my interest. That's what happened. It was just too slow moving for me. Which it's it's a super slow movie. I'm surprised you didn't just fast forward to the end. Hold on, I got to help open the door. Yep. Um Oh, is she getting prezzies? I don't think so. It was too goddamn slow. Anyway, I'm sorry to run away. It was a very slow movie. I didn't even know if that was like all you really needed to see uh, is really why, honestly, why she would win Best Actress for that. Like, well, and I may have just burned myself out on them because I did watch a bunch of them right in a row, and then to like wind up at Tar was just like. I kept forgetting, like, where we... Did I accidentally fast-forward? Is this the ending credits? No, it's the beginning credits. It's just very long. Um, and it's a pretty song, but it was long enough for my stoner dumbass to, like, forget what I was doing. There. <laughs> Is that one you're going to revisit before the beforehand, then? I am going to try that, again. That's, that's I, what I was getting the sense from. It's like, are you going to put yourself through it again? I am gonna try again. I just like it burned me. It killed the vibe, and I never, I never turned around again. You know what movie is good that you should give a chance that'll be much easier for you to watch and enjoy? Shell with shoes. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I just really love saying that. It's so shell with shoes. Yeah, it's so funny. The Top Gun sequel. <laughs> Guys. Mm, no, you know what? I'm not watching. Shit with him in it until they bring home Shelly Miscavige and give her immunity. Immediate immunity. That's that's my deal. That's fine, but, that's not, but that one's not considered shit, so it still doesn't classify in your classifications. <laughs> I wouldn't see. I have nothing to go on because I haven't seen it, and I have no comparison. I mean, the first one's shit, so I don't the, recommend that one. <laughs> the only Tom Cruise comparison I have is Legend. So, 
Is he covered in glitter? He could. He might be. You should watch it. You're willing to lie to me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't. I said he might be. (laughs) Way to ride that line. Oh. So are we jumping into Titanic now, or do we have others? Sure. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we could circle back down around to Titanic. I did try to like learn some things about Titanic, but what I learned very quickly is something kind of cool he did with the movie. I rewatched the movie. Is that he did kind of jam pack bits and pieces of actual people's actual stories in there, and I didn't realize it really until I was an adult looking at it through, with a critical eye and with extra information. And I don't think he gets quite enough credit for that. So one thing I learned, of, because I was such an avid Titanic fan when the movie came out, mm-hmm. I have, like, and, and Keller has seen them. I, I have oh, yeah. probably a dozen historical books over there, all on the subject, with yeah. photographs and, and stories and etc. He reenacts the photographs. When, when, like you look through, there's a series of photographs that was taken by a priest when he sailed from England to Ireland before it departs from Ireland. Where you know, it's the one represented it's, praying as long as he can. So yeah. you have you have a few photos that existed. No, 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 no. They're totally no. They don't bring well, him into the movie. All of them. But the photos that exist from the Titanic and on board the Titanic are from that little stint. He was he was a, a priest who was traveling from one country to the other and got off before it sank because they had that one little stop. And those photos, James Cameron slips them in. So if you don't know, like if if you're a Titanic buff, you're watching it, all of a sudden this photograph is living in front of your eyes. It's a really freaking creepy feeling. Like you get goosebumps the whole bit. It's like, whoa. You know, because there's that much detail. Because it is that, well, and the reason I asked the thing about the priest is that that little bit was an ode to an actual pastor who did that. Right. Well, there's a lot of. There's a ton of those. And he kind of built a story around all those little. All the passengers, when they interviewed them, et cetera, they got stuff that all corroborated. So they know pretty basically what the last. That you know that you had the group of musicians still playing right to the end. Mm-hmm. You had like they have all that because there was enough people that corroborated it that saw it and heard it mm-hmm. and that that lived through it. Um, so yeah, he puts in all those stories like Isidore Isidore Strauss and his wife. Um, I think her name was Ida. Ida, yeah, the couple Ida, who yeah. go to who stay so on the boat. They didn't. They didn't curl up in bed. They sat down on a bench. But they stayed together. Him yeah. putting them on the bed, I think, was much more impactful. Well, and the um, two guys who were like, no, we're dressed in our best and prepared to go down as gentlemen. Those were real, real people. Real, real people. Yeah. The, the crew of um, musicians that played until they couldn't anymore, that was legitimate. Yep. Like I said. Um, the... Um, that's one of my favorite things about that movie. Sorry, I'm going to be zoning in and out this entire time. I love and hate this movie. All he took the, the photographs of the actual people and he tried to line up actors that matched them as close as he could. Good. 
The, a lot of them were pretty close. Like the yeah. man who played yeah. the captain, pretty freaking close. A little bit eerily close, actually. Yeah. Um, so back in '97, there was two specials. Uh, one was on Fox, which was, um, you know, uh, basically uh, Titanic: The Making of, and the other one was on HBO's First Look, and both of them went into great detail on some of the stuff that he was doing and had done to make them, mm-hmm. and it it was just it. It just blows my mind because to me that would be the ultimate Titanic film, right? Extensive work. I mean, into that film for sure. Pretty. Um, There's also a thing here. um, Yeah, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. I mean, really, the ship itself honestly is is fantastic like perfect yeah the story of of rose and jack we could do without but like it's fine they needed a story those stories were in it's the greatest love story of all time and he did it so that you could the reason why he did the story the way he did is so that you could see all all three levels of the ship Right. First class, second class, and steerage. So, I did notice, because he just came out with a documentary a week ago, um, which I think Kat watched. Am I correct mm-hmm. on that? Well, I watched a 2022 documentary. Oh, so you didn't see the new one. Apparently okay. not. So, the 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 new special that he he did, he was like, he was showing other people's stories that he put into it, and he was using deleted footage. And it was funny, oh. because he I don't think he realized it when he did it, and I'm like, you wouldn't have seen that scene if you didn't have the super special delete. Because I have right. an edition with like 42, actually I think it's 36, deleted scenes. Um, just mixing up numbers. Down. But either way, there's a lot of deleted scenes, and um, one of them is that, and it's a, the Chinese guy that was found in the water floating, standing adrift, which is who he based how Rose and Jack end on that, yeah. on that very fact. Um, and he also did a whole debunking, could Jack and Rose both fit on the board? So he had, he brought in, brought in, um, I don't know if they're scientists or what they did. He needed to find somebody who was kind of I would hope Jack's they were physicists or whoever studies and, physics. And they dropped the water to to hypothermia level, and they they monitored and then they them. Two people to death. Yep. Yeah. They well, they did Which it. Which one died? Sounds about right. Um. So every test that they did, there was only two of them, and. And it had to be a very specific because he decided he was going to debunk himself. He was trying thoroughly. It looked to to make himself wrong. Um, the only I was way- telling, I think Keller. I was like, I have a lot of respect for anyone who's able to like over the years collect everyone being like, this is the biggest bullshit, and him being like, all right, well, let's find out, right. So when they put them in the water and they did different scenarios, um, either the board would sink when both of them were on it, or it wouldn't matter, he would still freeze. And all it did was bring down her core temperature more. If they took in with the knowledge of how hypothermia works, if they 
got them to go on it sideways and then lift their their core torso as a out of the water to, to move their body out of the water he could go longer and then there was one scenario where he got him on onto well he also debunked the mythbusters one that they did too because he he did their scenario Ooh. yeah just because he had to but they had one that scenario that they got both of them onto there where he could have made it maybe an hour and a half. And it was about two hours when they started to come back for people. So it looks like in reality, without, uh, you put them under duress and all the physical, et cetera, because they did that. They even reenacted Jack swimming and punching the guy and moving Rose and all of that because they wanted the same physical. They wanted everything to go. Even with that, there's only one scenario that Jack lives. Almost all of them. And you would have had to have had the knowledge of today. So. But what about, like, if Jack had, if Rose had been okay and stayed in the boat so Jack could float on the goddamn door? That would change everything. <laughs> Take it two seconds. Anyway. He also, um, he also they knew... They float on two different doors, roam together, and float he, next to each other. He recreated the sinking, too, because he wanted to know if he broke this, If he did the actual sinking correct. If he broke it in the right spot, and if it detached the way he showed in the movie. And, um... That's it, fair. It moves up. His model was, it, it was like two centimeters over from where he thought it would. Oh, that's so not was, even a mis- That's not even. That's awesome. not even a mistake. No, that's it like- <laughs> come on. So it, it it did, and it still did. And test after test, it still broke, and it still did the straight up thingy, and, and it went along with what everybody said they saw that night. So he he even he even did that just to see. It, it was a pretty fascinating special, but well, and yeah. I think he did. The, what are like, it just showed kind of how much he had, he really was trying to, and me and Richard have had a lot of talks about this, about how apparently it kind of backfired a little bit, because a lot of people, like, it It triggered them in very upsetting ways. But if you're going to do an ode to something so culturally prevalent where so many people are affected through so many generations, and you right. should do it well, and you should do it as close to the real situation as possible. And I didn't realize how much he did. However, I am dumb and realized, I, like, I was today's years old when I realized Rose Dawson, when she says so-and-so's in a delicate position, means, like, that's his Are mistress. That? and he not, Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know why yeah. that, that went over my head f- for till yesterday. <laughs> I was like, that's wait, funny. what? <laughs> And then I was ashamed. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking dumb. Because I remember, clearly remember thinking, is she sick? When I, like, heard it the first time, and I just, like, never thought of it. She's not. She's pregnant. Yes, Anyway, carry on. Yeah. This is just, like, a dumb thing where I was like, I'm super pretty today. That's what I get to be. I get to be pretty today. Your goal is to be pretty and you succeed. Just because you don't understand early 1900 l- lingo. Well, I love, like, old shit. Um, that's the the basic b- 
bitchest way to say that, but like with you how much old shit, yet you've never read Shakespeare. I like old shit too. I'm friends with Keller. I was listening <gasps> to a podcast. Yo, that was mean. You're older than me, you freaking hag. <laughs> I was listening to another podcast the other day, and they mentioned that they very much enjoy reading Shakespeare, and I'm disturbed. You're missing people out. People read Shakespeare. I don't. I mean, they it really disturbs you. Yeah, Shakespeare's fucked up. But is this is so. How many people casually read it, like for funsies? Disturbs the, the, me. This is total left field, guys. But just so you know, because I need, I feel like Keller needs to see this. Although she'll probably be traumatized. I. It looks hilarious. There is some kind of a spinoff of Romeo and Juliet playing on Disney Plus right now, and it, it looks. Hilarious. It's probably Romeo adorable. Romeo and Juliet get shoved down your throat from a school, like a grade school age. Like I remember doing that that really book though. in like seventh grade. And they, they give it to you as a romance and it's how it's the best thing ever and yada yada yada. And I've I've read Romeo and Juliet several times. I've seen the 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 full on like Broadway opera. I hate you, Richard. I see what you're doing. Um like <laughs> I've seen Leo DiCaprio's remake from the 90s where they all have guns and they fucking shoot Gas Martino. Station. Like Whatever. wings and shit. So this movie is called Rosalie. Have you heard of it? No, because I try to stay away from Romeo and Juliet. So watch, like the, said, watch the commercial for it. done enough with Romeo and Juliet to say I hate it and I am okay with it. And I've watched the play several times. The only time i have enjoyed romeo and juliet hey google university put on a play a couple years ago of romeo and juliet and they swapped the main characters around romeo was a female and the whole concept of it was that romeo and juliet were a same-sex couple that's interesting it was an interesting twist and it was fantastic but i mean the play was the same everybody treated like nobody mentioned Anything other than, you know, Romeo was she instead of he, like. This movie's called Rosaline. And I it like says that a, version better. It I says can't watch the shit out of that. A fresh and comedic twist on Shakespeare's classic love story, Romeo and Juliet. The movie is told from the perspective of Juliet's cousin, Rosaline, who also happens to be Romeo's recent lover. Um... Okay, can I just interrupt right there? Is Rosaline at least older? Because people tend to forget that Juliet is 13 and Romeo is closer to 17. I'm going to say yes. Yes, she looks like she's in her 20s. Well, that doesn't make it it her 20s. No, like, (laughs) wait. (laughs) Maybe early 20s. I don't know. Watch the commercial. The commercial's great. It also doesn't make Juliet young. Like Juliet and her look to be okay, about the same age. No, but book. like she is though. Right. I think I don't know. I don't read it again. I don't. Her, in the book, she is thirteen and he is sixteen. So Almost they're 13. just assaulted us with Romeo and Juliet literature. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this book so much. The other thing to note is that this is apparently only on Disney Plus until February fifteenth. Okay, so if I have to watch, okay, I, I need to look up the trailer for this. Well, exactly because... after Valentine's Day. Please stop glorifying as a romance. It's not stop a romance. romance. Okay, two I mean, things they... that piss me off so much. When people are like, I want my love to be like Romeo and Juliet and Harley Quinn and the Joker. What is wrong with you? Oh, 
Or the that's, other, that's the other favorite when I hear is Bonnie or Clyde. I want to be like Bonnie and Clyde. Like, oh, do you yeah, know, have you read one. about no, Bonnie and Clyde? They weren't nice to each other. They were fucking mean to each other. Bonnie yep. in particular was not a nice that's woman. A lot of money. <laughs> for a minute, for a second, <laughs> a moment. Anyway, I was watching the, like, I was watching... No, I was listening to the podcast. That's it. I found a whole documentary. I found a whole. See, I can't speak. Words, morning. What? Yes. More chocolate in my face. Documentary? I found a whole podcast that's a deep dive on the Titanic and the people who were on the Titanic. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Was it good? It's so I only got a couple episodes in because each episode is a couple hours and they like are doing person person to also like who did the interior design of the titanic who was paid like it i didn't really realize how into titanic some people got but i did learn that one of the big steam things on the top because of just their kind of strutting their grandeur with the titanic was absolutely unnecessary and didn't actually do anything it was just there because he thought it was better yeah the fourth one yeah yep that's how you always know you're looking at the titanic is that there's four smokestacks and it like i thought that i never first of all i didn't know that and i was like that's fucking ridiculous it was 1912. Of course, it was ridiculous. And you're right. It was the industrial like boom. They were feeling their shit. They were building shit for no reason, clearly. But I didn't realize like how out of hand Titanic was with that in particular. Okay, sorry. I had to check out and watch that trailer. And no, that movie looks ridiculously stupid. <laughs> so funny. No. Keller's so like funny. absolutely not. I'm watching it tonight after the Super Bowl. What little mess? You have fun with that. If I want to traumatize myself, I'll reread Romeo and Juliet. Why would you? <sighs> anyway, but the anyway, the, episode I, now. the episode I did get into was about the like the life of the was his name murder. It was the guy who did, like built the ship, the weird handlebar yes. mustache guy, and his like bizarre. Not quite a wealthy person, not quite a poor person fucking life. He was a weird That's dude. That's called middle class. Except then they Thomas were really Andrew. Like, But it wasn't was middle true. class back then, yeah. Well, but you know when like upper middle class people are trying really hard to convince you they're rich? That was yeah. kind of what he was doing. And he came from an industrial family that built ships, so it wasn't like he was out of his element. This was kind of what he did. But like he, he does him really well. Victor Garber plays him in the movie. Like he does him really well. He does because he's not necessarily like a malicious character, but he is. You know, Benny from the Mummy is the Titanic's <laughs> Benny. <laughs> I love Benny. Benny's my favorite. I mean, Rick O'Connell is my favorite, and Brendan Fraser is my favorite. But National Benny. treasure, Brendan Fraser. We love him. Rescue him. National what? treasure was Nicholas Cage. Though. God damn it! I mean, he is a national treasure. I'm gonna hit you. Have I got? Have I shown guys? Have I shown you this? Since we're gonna be on that sidetrack for a moment, have I shown you? That's it's, cool. a oh, it's, a, it's a wrinkle cuddle bubble bubble. Um, 
But yeah, I feel very much like that about the character. Except Benny's like obviously very exaggerated and malicious, whereas he's just he's kind of self-serving in the moment. Right. Then of course there was. Um, Are you um, really gonna sleep on my clean? Hey, pants? Bruce Isamay. Yeah, he's gonna uh, shit on your floor, then sleep on the bed. Who wanted the Titanic to arrive really early into New York than it was supposed to, and he wanted he and he pressured Captain Smith into into speeding it up. Right, and they um, the that conversation was also brought out in the inquiry because a woman overheard them at a lunch table, and and really and and shown in and a and James, in the movie it is James Cameron reenacts it just briefly so that it's there. There's a lot of those little moments that after I watched it, I was like, oh, he showed that. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the the movie does the historical part really really well. Yeah, it does. It's and, and it's very, very pretty. It, she's <laughs> such a crush on this movie, but it does do the horror. You know, as like I saw this movie in theaters as a kid, as like a kid, because it was a spectacle. It was a big deal. It was huge. Yeah, it was. Thing, but but I saw it as a kid, far too young to like understand really what I was seeing, except for that it was like <gasps> big. Holy shit, it looks so incredible and it's on a huge screen. So it wasn't until pretty much honestly, like now and very recently looking into it that I was like, oh wow, he really worked hard on this. I didn't realize it till now, so I appreciate that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Richard. Keep going. Nope, you're fine. Um, and then of course, uh three of the survivors actually got to see the movie. Yeah, so tell and... us about how that went. I didn't. Um, the ones that could remember it, um, two of them had to leave the room. Yeah, I they. Uh-huh. It, it was the most realistic de- depiction that they had ever seen, and it was too much. After you had told me that off the podcast, and I had rewatched the movie and realized, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I could see how this would trigger some fucking feels." Even, not even necessarily, like, the sinking of the ship, but just, like, the waking up of the ship from how it moves from the, the images from the ocean into, into the beautiful, as they would call it, the young ship before it sank. However men talk about ships back then in their weird way. It's interesting because to the podcast and they kept saying he fathered ships. And I was like, that's weird. You don't. Okay. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's fine. It's interesting because I Googled to see if I could find the three survivors names that saw it. And they're only mentioning one. And I remember distinctly mentioning all three in the, in the specials that I have because Hmm, they got to see it in during different parts of production. So I'm not sure if they actually saw technically the completed movie or just pieces. Um, So that's something I have to research more. The special I have indicated that they actually saw full pieces. They actually interviewed them. So I know that there was three. Um, Isn't there such thing as the like the the showing before it gets released? What's that called? Um, uh, Preview. Preview. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, preview is. I can't imagine. Advanced screening. I can't imagine That's going it. through something that traumatic. And the same thing goes for like World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, like any of those crazy realistic, and then being like, hey, let's 
to make sure it's as as realistic and brutal as we as we want, and it it recreates that scene. Let's let's get that group of people and re-traumatize them by making them watch this. Like I never understood. This is that weird space though, where like, because we do this a lot with movies, and if you don't like, I'm gonna go back. I keep using I. I don't want to give this movie this much attention, but it keeps coming up as a good example. Like with Dahmer and them not checking in with the family and not. Yeah, I'm talking to them about it. So it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't, but still you have to step really carefully. They should have, the reality is, is they should have at least asked the family. Yeah. Um, Where Jim Jim Cameron kept everyone involved. Right. Yeah, he He, let the door open and they were involved and that's great. And I think sometimes we're a little, we're not prepared for what, that box is when we go digging around in old, in old things on occasion. No, I don't think we're prepared for it either. And that was a big thing. It's very much like there's a someone had the poor taste to make make a movie where they recreated 9-11 and showed it. Yeah. And That's happened a few times. Has it? I've only heard <laughs> yeah. of one movie. It was like a romance movie. I think that Zac Efron was in it. Um, the one that I'm thinking of has Robert Pattinson. Oh, um, it is one of those things that like I haven't watched and wouldn't remember me. Remember me. Thank you. It's Robert Pattinson. It's Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. It's not Zac Efron. No, it was good. It's a very good movie. Okay. Um, like now that I know that about the movie, I might, I haven't gone to watch it, but I would be annoyed if I went in and paid movie theater and all of a sudden like saw that in recreation and like was not prepared for it because I don't know that would just be a surprising it was a surprising thing so but yeah. some people would probably be able to do it and it's like it's fine it's whatever but besides remember me you also have um 11 minutes 9 seconds one image Flight 93, 9-11, the 25th Are those hour. documentaries or movies, though? I'm talking uh, um, about a they're movie. Mixed, they're like they're a, a mixture. Oh, yeah, like oh. United 93 is a movie. Um, Remember Me is a movie. The 25th Hour is a movie. Worth is a movie. The Report is a movie. Flight 93 is a movie. Extremely loud and incredibly close, I think. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks and Sandra Bullock. That's a movie. It's also centered around and shows the th- and shows it happening because um, that was the big thing that I remember being the like. So and this is totally we don't have to get into this now, but we should talk about it later because that was so, the thing that I understood was the sh- the display. So the Tom Hanks one says because I've not seen it says Oscar who lost his father in the 9/11 attack world on the World Trade Center is convinced that his dad left a final message for him somewhere in the, in New York City. From finding a mysterious key in his father's closet, Oscar sits out in search of the lock that it fits. That would take place after, though, and we don't know if it shows it. And I, that's I, that's kind of the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Yeah, I, I, so I don't know, because it probably flashes back, I would assume. It would have to. Yeah. Maybe, that, that would, I don't that know. Would, that would be more than likely my and guess. And I don't even have a good, like... A grip on remember me because like i said i have not seen it but it was something where someone was telling me about it and they were like no but they showed it though like they recreated that and i was like that seems like 
lot. Um, people do it. Titanic did it. Lots of movies do it. They do. But Titanic did it almost 100 years later. At least that was better. Right, There's, yeah. Time gaps are important. Like, that's, that's certainly true, too. I think what makes the Titanic special over other disasters is that it is something that wasn't, it wasn't an attack. It wasn't planned. It wasn't, it was, it was basically an accident gone wrong. It was like too many poor decisions happened right in a row. Um, I think the, the podcast I was listening to, one of the quotes, and I wish I could remember whose quote it was. It might have just been a reporter. But they were saying they think the allure, or maybe it was a paper about Titanic, but the allure of Titanic and why we're mystified with the story is because it's a display of grandeur that was taken away immediately, like before it even completed its first voyage, before it really did anything. There was time, there was money, there was uh, Irishmen who were in the bottom of that, who went over there as workers and weren't yeah. even, like, it was kind of a big deal and it ended immediately in a really terrible way. Like you said, through no specific fault of anyone's, it was just like kind of too many bad decisions were made at once. And... And also, they were putting pieces on the ship that were unnecessary, which was weird and hilarious. And suddenly, the comment that Rose made about, uh, I think she says Feridian and his his theosophy yeah. on men and size. Preoccupation with size. Yeah, and it was very, it became much more comical after I learned about that fourth thing where I was like, see, but. That's some foolish ass shit. You could have saved thousands of dollars. All right. That's silly. That's silly as fuck. But all right. Go Industrial Revolution. America. Woo. Except it wasn't not even America. America. No, it wasn't yeah. built in America. It was built in Belfast. One of the Europe. It was built in Belfast. Yeah. Holy shit. Cat did it. She, she came up with a fact, yeah? Holy shit. Self on back. All right, that's it. It's later, everyone. That's the day. Get out, Mike. Drop. <laughs> <laughs> I peeked out. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was All built right. in Belfast. Um, one thing that came out after the film did, um, like many years later, like this is recent, uh, one of the men who had worked on it in Belfast had kept photographs from the hold on i'm getting feedback that's no, that's weird. Me. is it oh. feedback or is it echoey i'm turning it, it it's me i can hear me oh um sorry guys now i can't tell if it's me here i'll just mute me while you talk <laughs> okay oh yeah that fixed it no anyway so um the guy, one of the guys that built on built on the boat, his daughter was going through his stuff, and he had an album that was labeled, you know, Titanic. Uh, it proved an old story that had come up in the depositions that there had been a fire inside the hull that lasted for four days in the cold, with the cold, while it was being worked on and loaded and 
all of that. Oh, it makes sense. It, it, it weakened the metal so that when they took the, the took metal that was heated up and they put it into really good water, it weakened the plates to allow more damage from the iceberg. So it was just interesting. So, it, and it just adds to one of the many things that, like, one more fucked up thing. It was like a perfect storm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the funny thing is, is they had, I guess they had built a ship before with this new design that did kind of work because it was meant to act as its own, like, its own personal lifeboat. And that was the whole point of having the halls that can lock in the space between. Um, except it didn't work because there was far too much damage far too quickly and they didn't really realize how much damage there was right away and they were kind of like I don't know the other interesting I am so sorry about that I thought it was me but I muted my microphone and I don't know what else to do I don't know how to help it's fine there's a book that came out in the 1898 called Futility The Wreck of the Titan about a an ocean liner in 1912 that hits an iceberg and sinks. Holy shit. And brings world attention. And that's something that's not talked about a lot, but it's super Damn. Fascinating. That's just like, yikes. People say about bad timing. fortune tellers, people that, you know, like, time travel, all that fun shit doesn't exist, but yet we continuously have things that prove this shit exists. <laughs> oh no, it exists. That guy who writes The Simpsons definitely has a time travel machine, and we all know it, you asshole. Right. You may be able to he keep the physical machine from us, but we know you know how to, what's going on in the future. You've done it for 20-some-odd seasons. It's not even worth hiding anymore. Just let <laughs> us have time travel and be done with it. Just share. God. <laughs> It must be like yeah. a rule. It says, although the novel was written before the RMS Titanic was even conceptualized, there are some uncanny similarities between the fictional and real-life versions. Like the Titanic, nice. the fictional, the Titan, the fictional ship sank after wrecking on an iceberg in April in the North Atlantic, and there's not enough lifeboats for all the passengers. So They're wait, also... the fictional boat is called the Titan, and the Titan. real boat is called the Titanic? Titanic, correct. Um... <laughs> There are also similarities in size. 800 feet uh, versus 882 feet 9 inches. Um, speed, the life-saving equipment after the Titanic sinking. Some people credit Robertson with precognition and clairvoyance, which he denied. Scholars attribute the, attribute the similarities to Robertson's extensive knowledge on sh of shipbuilding and maritime travel. What's that guy look like? Are we not sure that that's not the Simpsons guy? Someone get a picture comparison. It's like Keanu Reeves. We all know Keanu Reeves is either one, a time traveler, two, immortal, or three, just like not, not human. Faye, <laughs> maybe he's Faye. Right. Faye, angelic. <laughs> we don't know what he is, but he doesn't age. <laughs> but he, he just doesn't have aging, so I don't know. But no, there's too many similarities right there in just that description alone Yikes. that says to me that there's no way he didn't know what was going to happen in the future. It's well, and super even, creepy. Even if it was just one of the... I, I watched this uh, movie and I, I have listened to these podcasts that talk about this phenomenon of 
the idea that since everything is connected and all energy flows through everything, meaning it flows through you and me and everything, everyone has access to information all the time. And since you mean, like, time is everything everywhere all at once, kind of like everything yeah, everywhere all like at that. once, except for the alternate reality part. But I mean, maybe whereas everything everywhere all at once kind of seems to shift side to side. Well, this it, also it moves forward and backwards inside. Like it's got the three dimensional to it. Yeah, well, and it's almost the idea that, like, time is relevant, so it's all happening simultaneously. Anyway, so the information's just out there. So dude got, gets an idea for a story, except it's not so much a story. It's some part of him picking up on some, if only for a moment. And I always thought those moments were fascinating. However, just, it must have really put a damper on the sales of that book. The yeah, fact that he no, it didn't it. The fact that he named his ship the Titan and the Titanic, though pronounced differently, is only two letters different that are attached to the end. That in itself makes it creepy. But, well, they mean the same thing. It's like, it's the same. Anyway. Well, because it was only 14 years apart, the chances that somebody read the book and said, oh, maybe we could all, you know, make that boat called the Titanic. Let's make well, that boat. Like you could That's see possible, too. You could see life imitating art because that happens. Yeah, it's that's true. Um, and again, it was a time of like industrial gr grandeur. So, I mean, all it would take is one wealthy person getting a hold of that book and be like, you know what? I know this Murdoch dude who builds boats and has lots right. of money. Let's this get that dude. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, I just it's, always found it to be an interesting little tidbit, which isn't mentioned much. It is fascinating. You know what I found fascinating and I really want to do with my time later? Yeah. Apparently, there is a, a movie made about Molly Brown. That's not actually her name. Sorry, Molly Brown, about not remembering your real name. I think it was Margaret. Um, but I want to watch her movie. Like, I want to know about that woman. She seems hella fascinating. I did tell you about that movie. You told me about that movie, too? The Unsinkable okay. Molly Brown from the 60s. Okay, yes, Happy it is that movie. All right, that was you. Okay. That was me. <laughs> I, I don't want anyway, No fluffers? No fluffers? No, no fluffy. She doesn't want to. I often pick up my ferrets and scream at them to let me smother them with my misguided affection. I and they Osiris. Osiris is not a very cuddly cat, so I will constantly grab him and be like, I love you! <laughs> There is an important documentary that anybody who has an interest on Titanic should watch. It's from 1994. It was made by A&E. Um, okay. Wow, A&E? Okay. The History yep. Channel has, has a few as well. So, funny that you mentioned that because A&E and the History Channel are the same company. No, are and they really? The DVD was released under oh. the History Channel logo, even though it debuted on A&E. Yeah. I just found any like more entertainment yeah. kind of thing. I love but, okay. the History Channel though. Like, well, okay, yeah. I love the History Channel before they decided that everything on their channel was going to be fucking sitcom-like shows. That drives me nuts. I was gonna say the History Channel is kind of weird now. Right, just like well, the Food Network literally used to just be like food cooking shows all the time, and now they're like, let's do all of the like. That's where. Don't get me wrong. I love Iron Chef, but like Iron Chef and Gordon Gordon Ramsay's ki Hell's Kitchen and all like they started doing all. They started leaning in that direction. I was, I was like, gonna say there's, but there's not just Iron Chef. There's Iron watch? Chef. 
Right. I don't want to watch this stuff. Here's information for you on that, too. History Channel. The History Channel started on January 1st, 1995. And went to February 15th, 2008. Stylized as History is an American pay television network and flagship channel owned by A&E Networks. A joint venture between Hearst Communications and the Disney General Entertainment Content Division of the Walt Disney Company. So... When this special happened, the History Channel didn't exist. Okay, it didn't exist? Correct. So the History Channel started January 1st, 1995. Wait, then what was the one that used to send out magazine? Oh, National Geographic. That's not Geo. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. So so not only is the History Channel a a joint venture from A&E and Hearst Communications, but it didn't exist at that point to air it on the History Channel first. And A&E at one point had a lot more history-oriented stuff, huh. like Great Castles of Europe, um, the um, my, um, America's Castles is, is an A&E program. I just know that the History Channel is where we got aliens. So, like... <laughs> so it probably oh, would, but when it came out to DVD, it came out with the History Channel logo, which is a yeah. little strange. But it's called... Uh, Titanic, Death of a Dream, and the Legend Lives On. And it showed over two two weeks. It was two parts, each on Sunday night. It was the first week I had television. The, 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 Ooh, that's oh, why yeah. this is yeah, imprinted on you, yeah. like oh, Jacob, so aggressively. Well, you would think Sorry. that that has something to do with it, but all of the reviews on it, all the way up until, like, I think the last one I found was in 2017. And then there's a YouTube video in 2020 about how this is one of the best documentaries ever made. Oh, and it, it's, it's wow, it, it stayed relevant. <laughs> Did it win awards? I don't know actually because that'd I wouldn't be have paid attention at that time. Fair, um, but that'd be interesting to know. Um, being that it's such a like culturally prevalent thing, um, and that there were so many, like, I didn't really realize there were so many. Um, of these movies made like I have obviously I was introduced to Titanic and then I think I watched like as a kid must have watched some sort of discovery just to let you know it did it was nominated for a cable ace award for editing of a documentary and it won a news and documentary Emmy award in 1994 okay for outstanding for outstanding documentary programming so yeah it, it won an Emmy it got recognized. It got its its claps. The DVD yeah. is called uh, is called Titanic: The Complete Story, which is super interesting. The VHS was released as a How four complete? VHS. Because I just found this podcast. I don't know. Was that your tummy? <laughs> Good God! No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm so sorry. Keep going. The cat gurgle in ways she shouldn't have gurgled. <laughs> It's also a really good National Geographic special from when I was a kid. Probably the first one I saw. Um, Okay. I think it's called The Secrets of the Titanic. And it's hosted by Bob Ballard, who found it. And it was, I think it came out on 1987. It is also available on DVD. I had a hard time finding it, but it is there. On DVD? You had a hard time finding it on DVD? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Are you going out there? Um, Right. Apparently, it only had one release, and then every, like they don't do. A, I'm noticing with DVD releases, they don't do it as much with well, documentaries, documentaries, which yeah. is a shame. 
Um, Agree. I'd agree. If you're going to like as far as having physical media, if we're going to have the conversation about having prevalent media, physical media available, then we should be doing way more for documentaries. Uh, carry on. So the um, there's other movies on the Titanic as well, like just because the James Cameron one shows it beautifully. The, the most relevant one is probably called The Night to Remember, and it's based on a book by Walter Lord. And Walter Lord wrote three, two books on the Titanic. Night to Remember and The Night Lives On. Two books on the Titanic. Um, the night will go on. He, um, yeah, he got to, it, it was written, they were both written in the 50s. And he, okay. you know, when, when he still had, maybe even the 40s. I wonder if it tells me, hang on. Ooh, closing that gap. Don't write those books too close. <laughs> 1950 was when the movie came out. So I'm going to say it was probably came out in 55. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is fine. That's quite far out there. But he had a lot of the survivors to interview and to talk with. And they did make a movie that's released from Criterion. I mean, now it's... Criterion buys rights to release a lot of big movies that are prevalent to society. So okay. they released it through their line of films for DVD and restored it oh, about wow. the sinking of the Titanic. And the it, it's a much better movie. The boat is hugely inaccurate. And oh, everything. that's a shame. <laughs> even, even from the sinking that right down to the boat's inaccurate, but the movie is brilliant. If they okay, had taken well, that movie... If they had taken that movie and moved it over and put it on to just stamp it on, (laughs) if only. What are you after? Movies about the Titanic go all the way back to 1912, right after it sank. There's a couple of silent films. Couldn't even imagine. Really, they're silent. Okay. Yep. Save from the Titanic, the German one. La, la. I'm going to murder this. La Hansi and In Nock und Ice. Sorry, um, Germany. Good job, Richard. <laughs> like, for, seriously, good job reading it. You, yeah, like, no, you that, sounded, that sounded... Yeah. I just apologize to Germany because, well, the Germany, but, like, dude, you did better than I could. You did so, it wrong. You right. it. There's a German <laughs> propaganda <laughs> film just called Titanic in 1943. Okay. But it's fictional. Okay. Um, then you have... Uh, Titanic from 1953 with Robert Wagner, Robert Wagner, Barbara Stan with Clifton Webb, which is a drama. That movie really, really ticked me off as a kid because I had a gift shop and the Titanic never had a gift shop. And I pretty much had a breakdown right at the beginning. And it's oh, that's amazing. I would... it, it made me angry. There were so many immaculate things to depict. Why make up a gift shop? I was super upset. Um, like that's bizarre as fuck. I have Why? yet to move on from that. I haven't really rewatched the film either. Clearly, you've yet to move on. You're still talking about it. Then you have a night, a night to remember. Well, in this case, I pulled up a list so that I had an accurate list to read from before I just rattled off. It just happened to be a touchy point when I hit that movie. It's a cat. Why? It's a cat. It's Someone's cat. upsetty spaghetti. Uh, but there is a candy bowl that's just sitting right there to snack on during the film. 
<laughs> she eats more candy. Then 1964 is the musical. Uh-uh, I hey, did not. Ni- 1964 is the unsinkable Molly Brown, which does have Debbie Reynolds, so my memory is correct. It's a That's musical. That's the one I want to see. So that you know. Um, oh, and very interesting. The the scene with the Titanic hitting the iceberg, they reused from Night to Remember. Only oh, they really? colorized it so nobody would wow. recognize it. Wow. So then you go right from the Amazing. 60s all the way to the 80s before you get your next one. And it's Raise the Titanic based on the Clive Cussler book. So hmm. the book is terribly inaccurate, but it's, you don't um, need it's to a fun watch. Out. Did you just need to come in here to get a snack and now you're ready to leave again? What makes Sometimes. me happy is that out of this list so far, I still have all of these films. <laughs> Weird. Even the German ones. Okay. They released them as a as a two volume set and I had to see. Had to. Can you even <laughs> understand them? They subtitle it. Oh. Well that's good. Oh, is it because Athena's on the other side of the door? Um okay, yeah, uh, uh, Race to Titanic was poorly received by critics and proved to be a box office bomb. Star Jason Yikes. and Alec Guinness. <laughs> That's so, um, then you have the IMAX movie that came out in 1992. Um, okay. it, was, it was an IMAX documentary film. I think they they showed it initially in museums because IMAX was not a thing then. I would have enjoyed to see that, though. That would have been yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Titanica. And I believe you can still find out. Leonard Nimoy's the version I've seen. It says that there's Cedric Smith is in the original version. Of course, Cedric Smith was on Avonlea, so that's super interesting to me. And, of course, they interview Ava Hart, and she's one of the survivors, and they go through the Frank Goldsmith recollections, which is super cool, too. They have interviews. Yeah. Then you go from 1992 to 1997 with our Titanic. Um, Now, these are, right now, these are theatrical films. So we didn't have the TV movie Titanic that also came out then. We'll, I'll come back to that at some point. <laughs> um, Don't worry. We'll get there. We'll circle back around. Then in 1997, they released the foreign film called The Chambermaid on the Titanic. And that's a travesty. That sounds um, scandalous. <laughs> but then you have The Legend of the Titanic and Titanic The Legend Goes On, which is... The same film, just different cuts, and it's a cartoon movie where the boat, even though the boat what? sinks, everyone lives, including the mice, and they oh. all sing. Oh, oh that sounds fantastic! Yeah, I, mean, I own it downstairs. Of You've seen the you cover. Own it. You've seen the cover to it. I have. <laughs> the name that came across your face immediately yeah. followed by "I own it." It's yeah. hilarious. Apparently. There is a Titanic scene in Holmes and Watson, which I refused to watch because of how bad it was. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. But do uh, you own it? No, oh no, I do not. No, I didn't even know until I saw this list that there was anything Titanic about it. And apparently, all the animals are in here. There was a plot to assassinate Queen Victoria by detonating a bomb on board the Titanic, which is odd because. Queen Victoria died before the Titanic was built. That's why I said shut up. I was like, that doesn't... What? What do you expect from Will Ferrell? He's a terrible actor. I hate Will Ferrell. Oh, dear. 
I won't anyway. watch it. I don't. The only Will Ferrell movie that I like of his is Megamind. And I think it's because I can't physically see his face. So okay. now if you go right. into TV films, and I'm going to skip the TV episodes of series because I feel that that's a waste. Although there's a... Go watch the series if you want to. Well, if you can find them because I... There's short segments on shows. Like, there's a series called Telephone Time where they did a 15-minute piece called The Unsinkable Molly Brown, whereas Cloris Leachman plays her. Like, that stuff is um, probably not easy accessible. Craft Television okay. Theater version of A Night to Remember is available on the Criterion Night to Remember. They put both on there. No, so but that maybe is... we'll do a bonus sometime where we talk about movies you can't access readily. Oh, fair. Um, in 1979 is the first real movie that was okay. made for TV called SOS Titanic. Um, <laughs> which, fun fact, Cloris Leachman and David Jansen is in it. Uh, Cloris Leachman again, just years later. Um, oh, there's Stay where you of, know, I suppose. Oh, that's fun. An episode of Voyagers has an episode about the Titanic. Uh, oh. Going, keep going. Two-part television. Oh, yes. This is the one that... So this one came out one year before James Cameron's did. Okay. Aired on TV. Nobody knows about it. I believe I've talked to both of you about this film. Probably. Um, uh, this <laughs> version of Titanic has George C. Scott, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Peter Gallagher, and Tim Curry. Oh! Okay. Yes, you have. And I remember being like, I'm sorry, who's on the boat? Yeah. Yeah. Tim Curry's is a, 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 and then is does a, he run around the bow and say, "But then this could happen." But then he, this could happen. He's the purser, <laughs> and he's stealing from the people's rooms, and he okay. has an affair with this woman that's on the boat as well. It's very strange. Yeah, that's Tim Curry me. can get it. Then computer kid, I guess. So that was in that was at the end of '96. They also had a TV film of Daniel Steele's No Greater Love at that point. It doesn't say Daniel Steele. I just know it is. Because you, <laughs> you just um, yeah, because you just know. Well, I it was of all the only Daniel Steele book I ever read, and it was one of the most depressing books I'd ever seen, read in my life. <laughs> they have her traveling with her family and her fiance on the Titanic. They have the Titanic get hit. Everyone dies but her and her two siblings. She gets them. They're left broke. She then has to raise them, and then her her brother goes into the war, and he gets killed. Like this girl loses everything. Like, they rip everything from her before she finds true love in like the fifties. Who cares? Um, wow, yeah. Richard, tell us how you really feel. That's tell some your... terrible go ask Alice shit. Like that's I horrible. Was sobbing in the book every few chapters, and I'm like, why? Why would anybody read what? this? So. My sister, who was an obsessed with Daniel Steele at the time, she was like, oh, all of her books she does that. It's like, well, I'm never reading another one. Right? Good I only read it because well, I had the Titanic. Then you... Have, so, after you pass No... Um, no, Yeah, no, no Greater Love, you have an episode of Futurama, which is a flight to remember, where they have the... I love that yeah. episode! Yeah. There's lots of fun! Futurama. Then there was a television film about the Britannic, which is one of the sister ships, because there's three of them. Britannica, sure. Yep. Then you had Thumbtanic, which was a parody done with the, all the little thumb characters. 
You remember those? Yeah. But, uh, uh-huh. That's adorable and inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then your Titanic yeah. has been around long enough that it's okay to joke about it now. You have the Doctor Who episode with Voyage of the Dam with Titanic Two flying through the air. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and then you have the Australian TV movie Titanic Two, which okay. you can find. Oh, I have terrible. scrolled past that, and part of me is like, but oh, maybe I need to know about this shitty movie. And then you have references like... Thing. Australian horror is fucking nuts. It's They're not... It. making a second Titanic like... It's a... It's a her, no, it was a, it was a rumor. It kept oh. trying to get started and never finished. Um, and the first episode of Downton Abbey features the sinking of the Titanic because one of the characters gets killed on it. Oh, really? Yeah, My Heart Will Go On is an episode of Supernatural where the an angel changes history by averting the sinking of the Titanic. Yep. I remember that episode. Okay. Um, it doesn't stick. They fix it. The angel goes rogue and it's like, I'm going to reverse every natural disaster that's ever, or not natural, every man-made disaster that's ever happened so life continues to live on as it should. And by the end of it, they're all like, no, smack, bad. <laughs> should have had a V8. <laughs> Julian Follows did his own version of Titanic, which was a four-part television series, which also sucked. Okay. Followed by Titanic, Blood and Seal, which, guess what? That was a 12-part that also sucked. 12? Oh, 12 parts? Seems like a lot. It is a lot. It does sound oh, like a Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't even know about this. This just came out, apparently, last year. Oh, oh Basically, shit. Titanic 3, also known as Titanic 666, begins its maiden voyage to the, to the original wreck site. However, strange things begin to occur after the ship's arrival, and dark forces rise from the depth. Oh, oh Lord, crazy. another dumbass horror movie I have to watch. Oh, no. I'm What's so interesting is that Time Bandits doesn't appear in this list where, in the middle of Time Bandits, they hit the sinking of the Titanic. Really? Oh. Which is... Um, and they don't mention it? No, it's not mentioned in this list at all. It's was strange. the list written before the episode? Uh, it's not an episode. It's a movie from 1981. So, no. Uh-oh. So, nope, that's it's, not it. <laughs> that's uh, written by Terry Gilligan, Gillian from um, Monty Python fame. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shelly Duvall's in it. I was going to say, you have to give me more hints than names, because names, Sorry. I... Mm. Then I barely it does can remember you your guys' names. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> you've, you've become the people I podcast with now when I refer to you in public. I, like, I don't, I'm sorry. Then it gives you a list of, of documentaries. A couple that of I would actually like to see. there are so many. Right. Well, the, the interesting one that I'm finding is called Search for the Titanic and Return to the Titanic. Um... Which, which they're following Jack Grimm's 1980 and 81 expeditions to try to find it. Of course, he failed. Right. Oh. I would be like, I would love to see those. What a weird, disappointing story uh-huh. to watch of just a man's career not working out for Wait, him. Didn't they know where the Titanic was by the 80s, though? 1986. 86. Oh, so he was one of the ones that started so going it- out. Or they actually found it. So when Doctor, uh, when Rob Ballard found it, he was looking for something else. He was, um, oh. he was employed from the government at the time. Looking, I think it was, 
We're looking for some lost planes or something. And he hmm. had ex- he he had he'd done the pro- the project what he needed, and he had a little bit of time left before right. he had to be back. Right. So he was like, "Screw it, we'll just start searching here and here and here." Blah 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 blah. And see, I don't know if he he was searching specifically for the Titanic, but I think he was searching for something that what he was using government money to do it basically, which he right. admits to. That's what I could. understood too was some form of yeah. that story where it was like loosely. What he what I heard was there was a loose definition of what exactly he was looking for because he was using government money. Uh-huh. Right. All of a sudden, he accidentally stumbled on it. <laughs> but then, like, oh my god, we had the resources to find Titanic, which was like, like just a- well, he he stumbled on it and he's like, what am I looking at? And then he got excited because he saw something come across the screen that that triggered. And then he was like, oh my god, I think we just found the Titanic. And it's still another six months before they corroborated it and released it to the press. Wow. Wow, that's a long time to keep something under wraps. So the first documentary, this documentary, all three of them were 1981, and they were pieced together, you know, and just re-released a couple times. Then you jump to 1986 with Secrets of the Titanic, which is the National Geographic one I told you about. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then um, you have wow. So the, the next words, one is words my nineteen ninety fours death of a dream, birth of a legend. Hmm. Okay. And then you have a ton because after ninety, well, after ninety seven, there's hmm. just Titanic special after Titanic special. Well, that's when they. I think that's right around the time when the they movie. really. Well, yeah. and they really worked on like we're like, are we gonna raise it? We now kind of have the tools to be able to do that because I remember my they school making us do a thing on the Titanic yeah. and whether or not that they it's right to raise they, it. They toyed with the idea, yeah. If they wanted to bring up pieces, yeah, that's when they started yeah. talking yeah. about it, and and so you have like anatomy of a disaster, untold stories, deep inside Titanic, answers from the abyss, ninety years below. Ghost of the Abyss is decent. Ghost of the Abyss is the one that's got a lot of money. Disney did it. Um, James years Cameron. Below is a good documentary name. That's like that's well named. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Ghost of the Abyss. James Cameron returns to the Titanic with select cast members from the '97 movie to explore more of the rag because he becomes so fascinated. I remember buying that day of release. Um, and then you jump ahead to Last Mysteries of the Titanic with James Cameron and. It just keeps going. Boom, 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 boom. Relentless. It became relentless. relentless. You have Saved the Titanic with Bob Ballard, which I did see that one because he's the one that found it. And it's disintegrating underneath the water. Yeah. Like, and it will it will be gone another 50 years' time. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And it sucks. And there may be, a, like, we may be to the point where we can't even bring parts of it out. It is so far down there and so fragile. There was a there was a salvage crew that was granted some kind of that they ex, that they were able to bring some of the stuff up from the debris. Field. Oh, cool! Well, and that's what's the, part of the exhibition that they have. Right, and isn't the actual remains of the ship itself become a natural habitat for fish and stuff down there? Yeah, so bringing I'm, it up. So, so no, not not for fish because it's so cold and it's so far down. Okay. That you get a slug here and there, but nothing real. You know, a sluggish fish. But nothing. I was going to say they don't have the winter crabbies and stuff growing it's, on it yet. It's two and a half miles down, so I mean, there's got to be something that lives on it. I mean, hold on, I'm going to keep keep going. I'm going to find out. Carry on. Like 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 I said, they don't they there may be 
microorganisms. That's what's causing the um, the ship to fall. The rusticles, what they yeah. call the rusticles. The the, the rusticles. The, that just sounds cute. They came yeah. up with the name for it, actually. Well, they're icicles made out of rust, so rusticles. Yeah. Right. And of course, the, the there is there you can there for a little while they had a company that would drop you down so you could get married on the deck of the Titanic. Like there were there were some ridiculous things that were done. Right. Shut up. That was not a thing people were doing. It was. All the audacity. I, I Humans have all the audacity. Hang on, let me see if it's still going on. I remember being horrified at the time. Rusticles. I read the word. You are right. Richard's right. Of course, Richard's right. He would be right. Uh, but it's mostly like bacteria and organisms and shit. Yeah. Right. Two thousand one was when they first did the first wedding. There's only been a couple. Okay. Anyway, carry on. So, anyway. Was your so, National Geographic moment. Anyway. <laughs> I really do know way too much about the subject. It's very bad. What fascinates me is your brain's ability, and mostly because I'm a stoner, so my brain's lost the ability to do yeah. this. Yeah. The, like, it's one more time, kids. Your brain loses the ability to do this cool thing where it can file away information and then on demand reclaim and regurgitate that information. Not something I can do, and I am very impressed oh, by my, it. My brain is ridiculously full of useless information. I'm usually off by a year. I've noticed that. If I'm not looking or fact-checking, etc., if, if I say it was a 91, I almost guarantee it'll be 92 or 90. Like, right. I, I mean, I, that's I, like the recreation being off by a centimeter. That's like hardly wrong. It's like I'm, I'm always in very close proximity, but I... It, it it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. I mean, except for things like, you know, I know the year the Titanic sank. I know the year Disneyland was built. I know the year Walt was born. I know, you know, those are guaranteed. I know the year I Dream of Genie 15 years later aired. Um, <laughs> actually, I have the date. October 22nd, 1985. Not the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Anyway. But yeah, it, I just have super dumb, dumb knowledge. It is, but that is one of my, no, I was just saying a minute to appreciate that. That is one of the things I uh, appreciate. And I don't know, whatever the word is that's like less mean than envy. Admire that about you. That one, that word. It wasn't even a difficult word. Clearly I need to smoke less pot. Anyway. Excuse me, it was October 20th. See, it was off by two days. <laughs> But yeah, like what I've come out with this is like I really would like to watch like the unsinkable Molly Brown. I did not Which give Titanic the credit it deserves, and Richard's going to see it in 3D, and I'm not, and I'm a little pissed off about it. So those are what I got from today's podcast. I have been looking forward. Well, I'm I'm a little I'm a little apprehensive because 3D and me do not get along. I usually get sick really bad. So oh. I tend not to. The only movie I've ever seen in 3D was Avatar 1. Take some, some nausea stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. I feel like Titanic, if I'm going to see one, this is my best bet because I've seen it so many times. One, I know what to expect. 
two, I have the ability to look away and still know the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in its initial run. I saw it three times. Well, so. and if you make because you know it so well, if it does make you sick, like if it's really, truly a miserable experience, you can walk away and not be like, "I now left with half a movie in my brain." You know the right. movie. It's not I like the movie exactly. Yeah. So that's like on your side, but I'm stoked you get to see it. I feel the same jealousy about the whale. I missed that opportunity. I may never see it now. Dude, you need to. Um, well, uh, it's supposedly going to get a DVD release. It's oh, it's gotten popular, good. so we're because it wasn't made for a streaming service. Anything not made for a streaming service usually gets a DVD release. Usually, right. okay. Um, well, then maybe I can still get a hold of it because I would like to. Um, but I think it does have a release date now, which excites me. Ooh. Um, yes, it does. Uh, March fourteenth. Hey, that's like a relatively soon release date. That's oh. my ex-wife's birthday. <laughs> oh my god, I saw the gray walk in oh like over Keller's shoulder and my brain thought it was my like turn no, wrong. My idiot no. cat. Mm-hmm. Wrong kitty. Where'd all my animals go? They hate me. I am so lonely. Mm-hmm. All of mine are stuck in here with me, and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Cornered. I am. And my child's in here, too, and I don't know how I feel about that. It's fine. I like that child. Yeah, I like this child, too, unfortunately. Yeah. You should probably keep him. I should. I can't return him. It's too late. I don't. Do you even have the receipt you anymore? Like, you shit. just leave them all long enough and just run away. Receipt. You do not throw things away, Richard. No, no, no. I said if you leave him alone enough, he'll just run away. It'll be fine. Right. He's right. Oh, I have the birth certificate. That's, no, that's, that's, um, uh, right. Next time, just run away to here. You were, it's fine. It's a misfire. That's fine. Cause then I can actually, like, tell your mom where you are and be like, I don't know. He's on the right, floor yeah, asleep. He's fine. You were supposed to go to that aunt. okay it's mistakes happen next time next time yeah next Next time time. (laughs) next time go north not south (laughs) i respect wanting to go south though because it's warmer down there and i get it dude i do so as hell it was actually not it was like yeah it was it was pretty warm down there over there that sounds nice dumbass had to go down and fly oh did i show you guys what i got this week no. I've been what? wanting one of these forever. Oh, you did show me, and I want one. You did. Did I? You did. It's adorable. And I had to wait till it was specifically the tea turtle one because there's so many. Tell, tell the people though. Okay, so it's from Tea Turtle. It's one of those reversible little plushies that you can either be happy or angry. He's an octopheling plushie. Octopus, and it's got like an orange ombre on it. He's super cute. Um, Does he looks like a little sunshine yeah. guy. And I've wanted one for a long time, but Tea Turtle came up with them first, and I've been waiting to buy one from Tea Turtle, and I actually found them in Walmart with the Tea Turtle brand on it. So either Walmart's lying, and I just gave them money for false advertising, or it's actually from Tea Turtle. <laughs> Both could equally be true. Both could equally be true. <laughs> Both have an equal chance. But yes, I was like, I saw that, and since you did that, I have been wanting to buy... A squashmallow. I love my squishmallows. Grump. 
Get full because I have a couple of squishmallows on my bed. One's mine and one's BB's, and they are the absolute best thing I have ever bought in my life. Really want one? They're weirdly fantastic, and I need one on my couch where I sleep yes, often. Do. Yeah, because we have a couple out in the living room too. They are yes. If you don't own squishmallows, it's a mellow. Yeah. Go get Squishmallows. They are fantastic. Yes. Anyone out there want to send me a Squishmallow? Yeah. This is Take this is BB's dinosaur. I want a Pokemallow. Oh, he's got little spike arms and stuff. He does. So BB's cute. dinosaur, and then I have a fox. Want to throw me my fox? Is this a Squishmallow? Yeah. Is that a This is a smaller one, and it's like a oh. little head. It's like head pillow size, and I literally I sleep with it every night. Not because it's a stuffed animal, because it's my extra pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's supportive and comforting like a partner should be. And he's actually a really bright red. He's like, you know, when but, people are like, red, he's that color red, but he does look orange in the, uh, in the I camera. I want a fox mallow. I wonder if he's... Go, yes, buy all the Squishmallows. They're anyway. You know, when you come down for the uh, the Oscars, remind me to show you my stuffed animal. Okay, well, oh, why aren't you showing it on camera? And do I need to consent to seeing said stuffed animal? Well, that was no. Yoshi, and Yoshi destroyed Yoshi. Okay. <laughs> you, do, do you know the big puffy one with the beans in the butt that I love so much? Yeah. That's the one I think she needs to see. Yeah. Beans in the butt oh, that I love so much. There's it's a lot to unpack there. It's not a, it's not a line of, of stuffed animals. It was... An Easter thing that Walmart put out in 1998. I opened up the box and it was the most cutest thing I'd ever seen. It's like, that's coming home with me. I put it on layaway that morning. We only got one in. And it like, was I, will say, I will say that is the probably the one thing I miss about working retail is doing stock and having the first option to be like, oh, I'm taking that home before it hits the shelves. Yeah. So, nah, the, anyway. so there was a set. There was one brown and one pink. It was a male and a female, and I bought them both. And when I got divorced, I've never liked the pink one. I only bought it because it had to be a completist. It was like, I'm not keeping my stuffed animals, but I'm keeping this one. So okay. I, at that oh point... I have like, so many stuffed animals, it's not even funny. Well, you, you've seen my stuffed animals. I have, what, maybe 20? And Kells would like, not give up a one of them in a separation. Nope. <laughs> like, Hell, oh, I oh. love my stuffed animals so much that I don't share with my kids. And I actually lost one when we moved back up from Florida, and I bought it. Yeah. Cat, have I told you I have another Moosel? You had to replace Moosel. I had to replace Moosel because he got lost when I moved from. He's a Wuzzle. Yeah, he's a Wuzzle. I, I literally was given uh, not this one, of course, because this one's new. Um, but I was given a Moosel when I was born, and I literally had it until I was. 19 it slept on the bed with me and then we moved when we moved back up from florida i had to make the decision the difficult decision of do i pack my stuffed animals or thane's stuffed animals momming momming bullshit thane won out and my my stuff never made it back from florida so i lost my stuffed animal you're warm <laughs> He was only three months old at the time. I didn't realize what kind of a shithead he was going to be yet. Um, <laughs> you didn't deserve the stuffed animals. Okay, anyway, we've got a direction. I finally managed to find another one just a couple years ago. Like, I, I paid 40 bucks for what was probably an $8 stuffed animal when it was initially bought. But you know what? I don't care. It's the principle of the matter. It's the principle of the matter. I have my moosel back, and I am so happy. Damn straight you have moosel back. 
Where's the ferrets? Where'd you go? I saw a cat, didn't I? Did I not? Okay. Desk. Uh, sigh. <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't, I just realized what time it was. I have not been paying attention to how long we've been doing this at all. It's time thirty. Yes. It's not been terrible. Oh, no, I think we start a little before two nine. Hours so. in. Do we do we want to think about wrapping it up then? Since we're about two hours in. I mean, probably. Yeah, since we're just kind of... That gives you time to prepare for your I mean, oh-so-important Super Bowl shindig, which I know you're so interested I, I'm in. I'm going to go see Titanic. I don't even know. <laughs> it's not important. Um, I'm excited because it means half the house is going to be gone for a good portion of the day. They're going to be yeah. gone to go see Titanic, and then they're going to be gone to go watch the Super Bowl, which means that I get to sit here and have a relatively quiet house. No noise finally dead. Kicking out my family with me. I like <laughs> we've had the we've also had the boys here all weekend and I love their little butts to pieces, but they are just sure. so loud and they get the puppies riled up, which gets barely riled up. So not only is there just screaming and yelling, it's there's dogs barking, and I've I've been at a sensory overload all weekend. I just yeah, and spastic like dog energy is yeah. hard to bring back down. Yeah, I just especially if you have trouble energy regulating anyway. So, and you're like in control of everyone's energy level. It's a lot. Yeah, especially when I get sensory overloaded, and it's I, it happens more when I'm stressed out, and because of my life, I'm stressed out. So, yeah, it'll be nice when you can control the sensories. You'll get there. And then you'll have a basement, and I'll come and live in it, like, for funsies on occasion. I'm going to get a new sign that says basement for Because <laughs> I don't know what I did with the one that I had. I had it for a lot of years, and I don't know where it ended up. <laughs> Someday we'll just put a cardboard cutout of me down there. There yeah. will be a day sometime. It'll be great. I'll have to go get another one of those bright yellow signs that says beware. And it's just, a, like, a beware sign, and we wrote basement We just wrote, yeah. <laughs> I think eventually someone drew a little troll thing. On yeah, one of, one of us did. Someone did. It was great. Oh, great. All right, Richard, any closing thoughts for the day? Since you yeah, kind of what are your thoughts know? on Titanic? How do you feel? The The movie, the James Cameron film, is, is gorgeous. It is everything that I ever wanted it to be in a boat. If he could marry again, a movie. Will your heart go forever on? The, the storyline is weak. Um, but there are some, that being said, as weak as it is, there are some gorgeous moments that are on on par with Gone with the Wind. There's you this one scene where she steps out of the carriage and, you know, you see the purple hat and the, and the way the, the pan scans over it and you just get that epic, oh, yeah. oh, feeling. It is a very pretty yeah. shot and she has that beautiful, striking uniform on. It really on. is. With her it, beautiful it, red hair. We need to bring it up because none of us, unless I missed it when I was zoning out earlier, none of us have mentioned the most important scene of that entire movie. The mice running? No. When the guy falls off the top of the ship and hits the propeller and just flings himself out into oh the Oh my god, no one mentioned the poor propeller man! <laughs> that, all I know is that he that... I think, he, I think he put it in there because you're under so much duress. Yeah. Especially if you know the story and like like the first time like going through being... like It was an emotional wreck. 
And all of a sudden you have the guy that just pigs off. Even I laughed and it dropped the yeah, tension. Yeah, and you like can that. hear him. He's like, clang. Is he like, like flips out? Dude, the <laughs> sound would just made it. It made it so much better. It was fantastic. Oh. And I, yes, it is. It's it's during like when the ship's sinking and everybody's yeah. on the edge of their seats and screaming and yelling and yada, yada, yada. And you there just... are fun facts about it we didn't talk about. Like the entire length of the movie is the entire time it took the boat to sink. Oh, um, yeah, I do remember hearing that, that it is the exact countdown. Yeah. That's crazy. It's super interesting. It also, there's something about the ending time where you actually watch the boat sink would have been the amount of time after the boat broke it, like when it... There I don't is know if that something super true. important that I have to mention about them on the piece of wood when Rose is, you know... Yes! It, it, Rose and Jack, and Jack's hanging there. And you have this this moment where you're sitting there and you're like, wow. Wow, if I was in this movie, I guess I would have to say, um, you be him, I'll be her. No, you him. be him, I'll be her. You get in the fucking ice water. Did I protest this one. Wait. Here no. I thought we were going to have a serious conversation for a moment because I was going to mention... How what pisses me off most about that scene is after she lets him go and she's watching him sink away, she's just like, Jack, Jack, like, you bitch, you did this to him. I don't understand how this happened. Sounds like every woman after she gets done with a guy. Rude. Rude. But, you know, I mean, with everything happening and, like... Fair. God damn it. See, I was going to try to do a thing where I talk my way into the lyrics, but I fucking, Richard, you ruined it. Don't worry. I feel like every night on. in my dreams, that bow, I see there, it. So I feel it. That but brings no. up another point that I, that people seem to have forgotten. On the Rosie O'Donnell show, um, she had a talk show what? back in the 90s. Yeah, um, she did. So no, I knew that, but I'm wondering how this How, how this is going to connect. She, yeah, she, had, she had Celine Dion on it for Titanic. Right. Um, as well as the Broadway cast of Titanic. But there was a play. I don't know if you knew that or not. Okay. Um, it so doesn't matter. Why not? So, so Celine did Dion, everything else with it. Because of course there was. <laughs> she did the song in one take. Sure. Yeah. She came in and sang it once. Celine Dion. They weren't even going to use the song. James Horner insisted. Oh, James Horner did the music. In case you need to know that. Um, insisted that he Post really it, wanted yeah. James Cameron didn't want a song James Horner did he had her to come in undetected by James Cameron so that he could play blah 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 and she's describing the scene that they she's like I got so emotional because they talked about it she was like and she was like when they told me the movie was about this you know this old couple and you know that wouldn't be parted and they sat you know and they were on you know sitting on a bench as the as the boat went down she's like i was so moved she was like that's where the song came from now clearly she had not seen the film they lied to her they told her a story, story that happened on that and i'm like they fucking lied to her. They like, lied to uh, Celine fucking Dion, man. So the song didn't come. And that's the other thing I have to think of every time I hear the song is like, she's not singing about Jack and Rose at all. No. She, no. She's singing about the spouses. Yeah. I would say, though, that story is far more like knowing that, too, though, and listening to that song. That song makes me tear up anyway. But, uh, oh, you it's know worse, what? Doesn't it? <laughs> knowing it, that. It hits different. 
But it's, I'm going to do this. I do this with every big movie. Like, did it make me cry with these emotional dramas? Did it make me cry? And it did make me cry, but for different reasons this time, as opposed to like crying when the song comes on and she meets Jack in the Titanic. When, don't remember his name, super sorry, real guy, but it's the guy that makes the choice to shut the hatches and knows he killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And the same guy who accidentally shoots uh, one of Jack's friends. And then, and then completes suicide. And it's very sad. And yeah. watching his facial acting and knowing that story afterward and rewatching it, I sobbed for him. I felt so bad. And so it's just interesting how perspective. I will say I do remember the first time watching it. I was... 19 when it came out um and a big titanic buff um went to the movie felt very cold um i I like i like everybody said that well they they thought they turned on the ac or something i mean you're in the like i didn't see it go poking at spirits fuck around and find out i'm sure there was shit there like i saw it at the end i remember feeling very cold and emotionally wiped at the end of the film and i remember turning to staff and I was like, I never want to see this again. Like, this is... Oh. I didn't expect that. Um, of course, like anything, as, as, a, as a few days go by, and you have all, you know, all the scenes and stuff that brought the ship to life, of course, I did see it again. I mean, uh, that changed. We, it was like, if I went you from get over the initial shock, shock and exhaustion... But that movie, and I'm not somebody who gets up and uses the bathroom during a film. I'm not like I sat the full three hours. It didn't three and a half hours. It didn't really. Oh man, you're gonna hate me when we watch it together for the first time. It's gonna make you fucking insane. (laughs) So I, uh, so you know, I I, I'm fine if I've seen the film. It's just only if I haven't. Uh I like to perch on the back of the couch and on the arm of the couch. And sometimes I sit on the floor for a minute and every now and then I like to stand up. And sometimes I walk away because I forget I'm watching a movie. Yeah, that's a riot. That's actually funny. Um, So, like, I, like, it it was, I felt emotionally exhausted, very cold. It felt like I just experienced it. And honestly, when I went to see this movie... It was before it had really blown up, and people were like, mm-hmm. oh, blah. I had it arranged at the theater to get the goddamn poster, because nobody was going to, like... Well, because you were kind of, this was your nerd-out space. This was like, one of your this things. This was something, like, would you make a movie of the Titanic? I'm going to be, like, one of the few people that wants to see this. So... I remember, no, I see... And then it turned into something big. I remember my sister going to see with her friends in the theater, and it being, like, the longest movie we'd ever had at the time. And that we had could to come remember. out on two VHSs. Yeah, it came out on two VHSs. It's like, a big deal. <laughs> was a big deal, yeah. And like, I just, and I owned it. I remember it. We owned it too. My sister was obsessed. I with did that. too, mostly because I think Leo DiCaprio, um, probably so And just, yeah, yeah I, I, I remember do. Titanic being big in our house. Yeah, because of that. And well, it's not Dave, the sister you think. Dave told me, he was like, do you really think that Titanic with the re-release is really going to outdo Avatar? He was like, nobody's going to go see it several times. So I'm like, okay, that's already wrong. Like, they're selling out of this. 
It's showing for a week. And I was going to say, I don't think he understands the boom that Titanic had. Yeah. Well, it was a young Leo. Like, everybody was after heart. Motion heart detected at the mudroom door. Right. Tell Josh to stop to walking. There was motion detected at your mudroom door. Yeah, he, he you should put your pants somewhere. back on. <laughs> I, I wish did I was I did one! But it did, did it do. Oh, Kat, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, can I say I like to Winnie the Pooh it? Oh, oh that's upsetting. No, uh, you ruined it. I did on purpose. <laughs> and he takes the trophy back immediately. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll hand it to you. Oh, wait a second, you thought. <laughs> she still <laughs> knew that the Titanic was built in Ireland. I mean, I'm supposed to, yeah, that's the only thing I got, but I'm taking it. I'm keeping it. Pat self on back. <laughs> I actually have a book that was printed in 1912 about it, too, right after the only same Only my day. history wow. teacher could see me now. Woo. I also have all the National Geographics when they discovered it, because it made, like, three issues. Yeah, it, was, it was huge. Three issues just uh, on the Titanic? Damn. I was, I no, was five. that makes sense, though. It was such a big find. It was um, the first issue. Th none of their issues were just on the Titanic, but but they were the main. Well, there was that, that was the covers, right? Yeah, they were the main spread. Yeah. The first they found it, and then there was details from the ship, and that was like six months apart. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, I have I have so much crap on this on the subject. It's ridiculous. Anyway. So I am looking forward to the movie. I'm I did like the original film for many many reasons. The storyline to me is always going to be weak. Oh it's, yeah, no, I like the movie for a lot of different things. Like I said, if they could just take the story of Jack and Rose out, right? Like not even the characters or anything. Like just the romance storyline. Like I don't know why he needed to paint paint her like one of his French girls. Like and just because leave it, it at was... that reason for her to be naked on screen something about the they wanted to sh i i think if he was building the story around the necklace he had to it show why it was out of so, the safe i think it was also so they could have the character jack dawson who is represent like the romance story isn't real no. but there was two dudes who traveled around paris one of which being a prevalent artist and i think it gave jack an excuse to talk about that and being an right. artist in Paris. So that he could... It's just another tidbit. There was no reason or need for it. It just... And honestly, do you really think 19... You know, 1910, turn of the century woman of what is supposed to be Rose's upbringing would just get naked like that? No. I mean, Rose is kind of a fucking pain in the ass in general. Yeah. Fairness, there the way the way they were so uptight. She's she, trying to make Cal mad. She would never have talked to talked to him. Right. Like, That's the, what, like yeah. the snobbery no, was there. They would have never been in a room alone together. No Ever. less. They wouldn't even like, been on the same parts of the ship. No. Right. Well, and the whole like allegory between them, from what I understand, is totally made up. There is a woman yeah. that represents Rose, who was marrying a rich man, who also, um, but and there is a guy that kind of loosely represents Jack Dawson, but they are not. Yeah, they never. They didn't run away and get married. None of that shit happened. But yeah. 
I think this is, you know what, I think it's, it's one of those movies that, like, it's hard to say, do I like this movie or not like this movie? It's really more of a matter of, like, this movie's culturally pre prevalent and based on that. If they could cut watched. out scenes of just the, just the ship and, like, edit out Jack and Rose's stupid love story as much as we could... I, well, even I, the sexy scene was an excuse to show the one car on the ship that was owned by the richest guy. That scene has always bothered me. Like, draw me like one of your French girls and then let's fuck in a 1910 truck. Someone else's Why? truck! But the Someone owned was, that car! There was a truck on the boat. That's it was what, to like, showcase right, that. He was yes. the one to showcase it. Yeah. And, like, have you ever noticed when you're watching it, one of the very first scenes you see is a doll's face on the ocean floor, and then you almost immediately see Cora holding on to a doll. Yes. Yeah. And you know that it's her doll, her and doll. it's just... Like, they start the tear-up right at the beginning. It's terrible. They yeah. tell you right away that all this is going to the bottom of the ground, but... Well, yeah, in but fitness, everybody's like, why do I need to watch the movie? The boat sinks. Everyone's aware it sinks. Right. That's the journey yeah, in there. He wanted to show every section of the ship and why the uh, just the sheer opulence of it. Like right. you even see the the gymnasium very briefly, and it's not yeah. talked about when he pulls her into into the gymnasium so that oh, he yeah. can talk to her. And you only have this brief second. It's like son of a bitch. He only did it to show you the gymnasium. Yeah, it's like call Rose a spoiled brat, which was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty fun. Like, so, I, I like you're actually terrible. I understand his his stylistic choices and the reasons he did them, but just me as a person, and we could just we make could a just movie. live without it. I would have made a movie about him. Jack or Rose, not Jack and Rose, and I would have been much happier with it. Or the I movie with Jack and Rose's independent characters, you probably could have. Right, yeah. I like been fine with. Or that. just have him direct an actual documentary that's well done. Oh, right, the, the dude clearly has a hard on for Titanic. Just like make the documentary, bro. It's fine. Well, I mean, he did later, but still, it's true. It took him making the movie first, though. Oh, liquid. We'll let you love your emotional liquid. I should go to the bathroom and eat real food. So wrong out of context. You let me smother liquid. you. Like you made him mad. Let me smother you with my misguided affection. Well, Richard, thing, I hope it's amazing. I hope you don't get a headache. One thing that you that I should mention too was the effect that this actually had on 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 the world because you have the Academy Award records. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Titanic was nominated for fourteen Academy Awards. Holy shit! Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I mean that's definitely. I'm looking to see, because I think it won 11 of them, but I want to, before I say that, I want to confirm that that is the right number. Uh, Even if it was like nine, though, that'd be wild. I think it tied for Gone with the Wind. At the time, it was huge. Academy Award wins. It won one, two, four, eight. I need the wins. I need the wins, not just the... Yes, Titanic won 11 Academy Awards. 
with 14 nominations. Um, the first to achieve the record was Ben Hur, and oh, which won from 12 nominations, and Titanic tied Ben Hur. And Lord of the Rings has also won 11 of its nominations. Okay. <laughs> were you making fun of me? No. 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 We were playing garbage hockey. <laughs> See, this is why we need to so figure sorry. out how to do video. We really need to figure out how to do video because it seems like this that just, you guys miss all of this. Richard's spouting off all of his facts and Kat and I are playing fucking football over here. Me and Keller are just really pretty in these moments, and every now th my hands need to fidget, so I just... <laughs> I was fidgeting behavior. <laughs> I, I remembered the 11 Academy Award win. I was super impressed with that. It was like, you I should be, but like I said problem. earlier, you can just pull shit out of your brain like a We're filing cabinet. We're having the cabinet. longest fun facts with Richard segment ever, and Kat and I are just... <laughs> Garbage hockey? I also just had like garbage around me and felt it with anyway yes titanic is out again this week the academy oh, awards are coming up bird it's a great hand. way to to you know remember movies from the past i'm glad it beat ben-hur because i hated ben-hur it should be one of the movies that made us and i'm sure it is like i'm sure there's many oh it, it totally did it it formed an opinion of what should be a thing in every 90s girl out there whether For a long time yeah it, that's true you know, whether they approved or disapproved of it everybody knew jack and rose and how it was like the love story of the century Remember when the corset came back for two seconds but no one knew how to wear one so it ended um, very quickly yep Janet actually that was fun. actually apparently saved the j peterman company too Mm -hmm. J. Really? Peterman is a Vermont company, in case you don't know, out of, uh, somewhere down toward Bennington. Mm -hmm. And they made um, kind of like high-end replicas and collectibles. Mm -hmm. And they approached, they, the, one of their, one of their um, employees heard about Titanic being, uh, um, being made into a movie. So two years before it got done, they contacted 20th Century Fox to see if they could get rights to it, etc., and at that point, nobody expected the movie to be big. Nobody. Right. right. So they actually let them take the original props, like the, the necklace and stuff, and replicate it before they oh. auctioned it. Right. Um, so Jay Peterman actually came out with something called the Heart of the Ocean Necklace. I remember and that. On top of that, they also they also came out with replicated China wear. Mm -hmm. uh, you could buy deck chairs that were like the ones really? on the Titanic. Uh, a yeah. light. Huh. Um, so uh, I feel like maybe that wasn't a problem. I mean, but it was okay. the 90s, and they were just trying to make money. Well, the movie took off, and all of a sudden, everybody who knew who the J. Peterman company was. So they were on the apparently the bridge of bankruptcy, and it pulled them back. Well, and I mean, you know what? we That's like that weird thing where, you know what? We can't be mad at that, so... We can't be mad at that. Actually, you could say it's a Vermont. money in 1997, I would have owned the replica necklace because I wanted it, but it was 200 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say it was a lot of money back then. Yeah. Uh -huh. Jesus. I felt I was lucky to get the I Dream of Genie watch that was 80. So, that Nick at Night made. Wow. Mm -hmm. Anyway. 
And then she just throws it into the water. Just, just listens, looks that man in the face while he confesses his life's work to her. And she just, boop, into the night. In a way, it was nice to return it to once it came. Hey. It cost King Louis his life. I was going to say it didn't come from the ocean. Osiris. It's a home. Quit it. It's almost like an afterthought. So if you've ever seen the Shell Seekers, which I don't know, I don't know if you have seen the Shell Seekers or not. Um, it's yeah. an Angela Lansbury movie uh, from the '80s, Hallmark Hall of Fame, and it's about a woman who her her father was a famous painter. Only he was considered a hack at somewhat of a hack at the time, and she kept a, a, a painting called the Shell Seekers of him and her mother above her fireplace. Well. During this film, all of a sudden his paintings start selling for more, and he becomes all of a sudden quickly overnight a sensation years later after his death. Well, her kids, who are greedy and terrible people, all all of a sudden pressure her to, to want to sell her her memories. Like these are these aren't just paintings to her; they are her memories. Mm-hmm. And one of her kids comes comes over to clean out her attic for her because he found an old letter in a pocket of a coat that said that there were. Um, Free drawings that were somewhere, and he wanted to check the attic and try to find them and sell it from without telling her. Right. And um, to the conversation, because she catches him ready, she finally figures it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he leaves the house or whatever. She promptly goes to the closet and cuts a hole in the back and pulls them out because her husband, the father to her children, had been a drunk. And he was selling everything with gambling debts and his alcohol addictions. And she was afraid he would sell her father's drawings. So she put them in the back of a closet and kind of forgot about them over the years. And I always had the sense that Rose, I don't think the necklace was super prevalent in her life. Like, it's not something that she probably really had much thought about until all of a sudden it all came back up. And that was maybe just the impression I got of it. But that was how I kind of felt about it. So it was just an odd thought. <laughs> There's also no, alternate things where see she where you're can throw from. it over. Because <laughs> he, James Cameron didn't know if he wanted that to be an ending. Well, and I can definitely, like, I see the, I see the set event behind it. I just thought, like, it was one of the things that I was like, I get that. I get that we're also trying to show that the rich woman didn't care about money. It was about the sentiment what the item meant and then to return it back because she's told the story she set it free and in fairness though after that boat ride she wouldn't have been rich anymore she stayed hidden right she would have lost all of it her granddaughter would have been fine with inheriting it i'm sure but but, i mean like like yes i would see where you like you would consider her a rich woman but she would have gone to pauper status i'm assuming her life would have been very different if she stayed hidden because she didn't No, I know, but that's her. the point. Like, she didn't sell it or anything. She kept it because it was sentimental. And then she threw it into the ocean because really money never meant anything to her. And I was like, that's fine, but people starve to death every day and money does mean something. So that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to do. I mean, crazy, crazy, you know, people go crazy when they get old anyway. That's true. I mean, look at Keller. I just feel like knowing Cal and how hateful he was, 
She's like a little, a little prairie dog when you say these things because she's she's clearly not paying attention to something. It's like, hmm? nope, I'm not paying any she's attention. She's made to It's like <laughs> sold that shit out of spite, and then told him about it later. And he was all no, broken uh, shit. And I'm like, are you broke now? Guess what I did with that diamond? I sold it. Bye, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deuces. I think it's funny that Cal ended up committing suicide. I don't Yeah. He was well, a douche. Like, it was the crash. He, he actually had to shave his head after that movie because he he got like his character was so Yeah, he, he was on talk shows. He's like I had to sh-, that's why he shaved it. He was like, I had to shave my poor head. Poor guy. He, he did was, do like, a good job. He was like every he was so attacked by everybody because the movie became so big and he didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. oh. he did a good job. He did. He did, he did play his part well. You literally, saying, yeah. If you hate an actor role, it means that they've done a good job. Like, <laughs> like yeah. we're super sorry about it, Cal. You did a good job, Billy Zane. I'm surprised because he was in one of the Tales from the Crypt movies, Demon Knight, and I, I would have thought that would have been in your wheelhouse. Mm. Like he did that. I never watched Tales from the Crypt, but. For weird reasons. <laughs> because I won't open the door and let him out, Osiris has decided he is going to take his I know about the Crypt Keeper and stuff. I just like the Twilight Zone for, for horror it's lovers. Yeah. Watch the Twilight Zone either. No, stop that. I've like seen episodes. I've just never I've okay, we have to go. I've I've disappointed I've broken Richard's heart. Osiris quit it. <laughs> You need to see Cash from the Crypt. Take us out. <laughs> I mean, bye and I hit stop. Are we are we doing our outros yeah. today or are we just hitting stop and No, because I don't have my paper. See you oh, next week. And I, my brain we'll is all the episodes. What are we doing next week? Do what we are we doing next week? I feel like yeah. we've just kind of been like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> we've been we doing a lot of talks. I mean, Titanic was nice and we, you know, watching it, except they're talking about it. But Red did, it is kind of a Another talk week. It did turn into another talk. Well, I actually watched the movie. Thank you very much. And the documentaries. And a do- and a documentary. And truthfully, I already know all the info, so I didn't really have to. I see the movie again today. <laughs> you know, it would really help if our listeners, if there are any out there in the ether, would give us suggestions that we could pull from when we're not organized. I mean, not that you are responsible. That's a call out. Well, like me and RJ just said the, the menu. We could do the menu. We haven't done that one over here, and I think everybody saw it. You just yeah. want to bully Keller into watching the yeah. menu. That's really what that is. No, you know what we really should do? You guys is... watch the menu for next week, and I think I'll be sick. Del Toro's Pinocchio, because Keller should watch it, and will yeah, enjoy that's a great that. idea. I do. And and she needs to catch us up on the animated films, too, because she wasn't part of that little catch-up that we had. Yeah, Keller been... leading the podcast. No, Keller doesn't want to lead the podcast. No, but you can mention all the like all the animated stuff as we do the Del Toro Pinocchio. Yeah, I have that's true. I have a list of the stuff that I need to watch. All right, I have to go get ready to leave because yeah, we, we leave in five minutes. Oh, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening.